Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire. Just a few days ago now here in New Hampshire, we awoke in the morning to an absolutely beautiful winter scene, the result of a passing snowfall overnight. Though the snow only amounted to an inch or two on the ground at best, it was snow of the wet and sticky variety and so managed to cling to every tree branch on our yard. Like I say, it was absolutely gorgeous. And moreover, the morning air was crisp, clear, and cold, so even the chore of cleaning off my wife's car ended up a downright joyful experience. Six hours later, however, it was a completely different story. With the sun coming out and temperatures rising to around 50 degrees, the snow that fell overnight swiftly melted, leaving what remained underneath, mud, dead leaves, and random patches of dirty snow and ice. You'd never have known that there was ever a snowfall, much less the thing of beauty that it was. In the end, this was a typical late winter storm, albeit a small one, and served as a reminder to me that where winter is concerned, I am most definitely over it. Now, don't get me wrong. I have always greatly enjoyed winter, especially as it unfolds here in New England. In fact, even the prospect of a good old-fashioned nor'easter and the resulting snow day tends to usher forth my inner eight-year-old. It's just that every year, just about this time, I cross that threshold where I'm more than ready for a change of seasons in the coming of spring. Suddenly, I'm weary of snow and ice and cold, and my heart begins to yearn for the sight of green grass and leafy trees. I'm wanting that new life that spring and summer brings. But here it is, still winter. And not winter, really, but the beginning of this strange in-between season that folks in these parts refer to as the mud season, that distinctively undistinctive time of year when everything is gray, drab, and lifeless. Sidewalks and driveways get rutted up with mud and Nearly every road you can find is filled with potholes. Actually, I've always thought it strangely appropriate that it's during this particular time of the year that we in the church observe the season of Lent. It puts me in mind of something that Madeline Lengel wrote about in The Irrational Season, one of her Crosswick's journal books. Lent, she writes, Strange bleak season in the church year, Strange, bleak season in the part of the world in which I live. I am ready for spring, and spring is not here. I am too eager for spring. Around Crosswicks, Lengel continues, the fields need their blanket of snow to prepare the ground for growing. In my heart, I am too eager for Easter. But like the winter fields, my heart needs the snows of Lent. How very true that is. Just as we cannot arrive at the warm and green days of springtime without plodding through marches gray and cold, so we cannot truly celebrate the glory of Easter resurrection without first walking that Lenten pathway that begins with ashes and leads inevitably to the betrayal, denial, and death of Holy Week. This is a truth that 
is increasingly to be revealed about now in our times of worship. And indeed, as a pastor and preacher, I'm mindful of how there are times that this particular season of the church year seems steeped with foreboding, remembering as we do how Jesus' walk of faith takes him to Jerusalem, where the Hosanna shouting of the Palm Sunday parade soon morphs into the cries of an angry mob calling for his crucifixion. The story that we're telling about now is one of desertion, humiliation, violence, and ultimately an agonizing, excruciating death. And though it's all part of the wonderful, incredible story of our Christian faith, it's an unbearably hard part of the story, both to hear and to tell. In truth, we would much rather skip to the story's glorious ending. Even now, we'd much rather simply sing hymns of victory and and enjoy the sights and fragrances of a sanctuary full of tulips and lilies. Simply put, we want the joy. We want the celebration. We want Easter. But it's not Easter yet. Before we can get there, there's Lent. Lent, with a horrific and yet redemptive reality that we have to face as Christians. That our Lord died an agonizing death upon a cross at the hands of a sinful humanity, and who went to this cross willingly out of infinite and saving love. Indeed, there is no Easter without Good Friday, no rising again until there has been a crucifixion. And this is a truth that takes on even more personal significance when we consider how Jesus himself says, if we want to become his followers, we are to take up our own crosses and go where he goes. Simply put, our hearts need this journey of Lent. Spiritually speaking, we need to die with Christ, truly experiencing the sacrifice Christ made for us so that we might know the true life, abundant and eternal, that comes in reconciliation with God. We need to do more than simply retell this old, old story. We really do have to make this story our own. Lent needs to be more than just the 40-some-odd days leading up to Easter, but rather the seized opportunity to deepen our relationship with Christ, a fresh chance to set a new discipline of personal prayer and meditation, a chance to embrace the act and attitude of shared worship and, and our study of God's Word. It's time to get ourselves back to the work of God's kingdom, both in the ways we direct our own lives and, and in the ways we seek to dwell together as families, as a community, and as the church. And it's our mandate to renew ourselves as God's people, embracing this understanding that as we walk with Jesus, we walk with him to the cross, and that only by walking with him through death will we walk with him into new life. Fear not, friends, for spring will come, eventually. Yes, there are still some gray, wintry days yet to come. But as my father was wont to say, all the snowstorms from here on out serve as poor man's fertilizer for spring planting. Well, likewise, Easter is coming. It is coming. And before long, we will know its resurrection glory. For now, though, it's Lent. In our difficult journey towards Jerusalem and the cross of Golgotha awaits. 
So let's walk. One step in front of the other. Knowing that as difficult as the way ahead is going to be, we are assured that the green of God's abundant and eternal spring is going to be there at the end of the journey. And that brings us to the close of this episode of the Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, and I thank you for listening today. And until next time, stay safe, be well, and may God bless you with a great day every day. We'll talk to you soon.